While occasionally referencing real-life people and events, Heavyhead is a work of fiction that is not meant to be used as a diagnostic tool and contains adult language and situations. Listener discretion is advised. Solaya Davis is 15 years old. Born and raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Solaya is a high school student that struggles with anxiety and panic attacks. She has kept her struggles to herself, but an increase in civil unrest as a result of police brutality against minorities has caused her anxiety to worsen. This is her story. and happy Memorial Day. We start with breaking news. A man has died while in police custody. Earlier tonight, police responded to a forgery in progress call just after 8 p.m. at Cup Foods on Chicago Avenue South in the Powderhorn neighborhood of Minneapolis. The suspect, a 46-year-old African-American man. It happened again. What happened again? The police killed another unarmed black man. He was in handcuffs this time. What are you talking about? Baby, listen. Thank you, Anna. Police have identified the man who died in their custody last night as 46-year-old George Floyd, an African-American male. Mr. Floyd was a resident of St. Louis Park who died shortly after being brought into custody while police were investigating a potential money forgery at Cups Foods in Powderhorn 
just after 8 p.m. last night. Mr. Floyd was detained from his vehicle. EMS was called shortly after 8.30 p.m. and arrived finding Mr. Floyd unconscious and unresponsive. Attempts to revive Mr. Floyd failed as he was taken to Hennepin County Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead at 9.25 p.m. Leaked cell phone footage of the arrest shows Mr. Floyd handcuffed, face down, as one officer seen pinning his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck as other officers stand guard. Mr. Floyd is heard several times pleading with officers that he couldn't breathe. At one point, he can be heard calling out for his mother. The four officers involved in the arrest have been placed on administrative leave pending an investigation. Why does this keep happening? I don't know, baby. This city doesn't know what they're in for. What's going to happen now? I don't know what this world is coming to. When is everyone going to realize that all we want is to wake up in the morning, go and make the most out of our day, and get what we can for ourselves and our family, and then go the fuck back home? That's all. Why is it so hard? Why is it such a worry and a challenge? challenge. challenge. with an update on the man who died while in police custody last evening. The four officers who responded to a forgery-in-progress call that resulted in the death of an unarmed, handcuffed man have now been fired by the Minneapolis Police Department. This comes after Police Chief Madaria Arredondo announced earlier today that the four officers were placed on administrative leave. The public demanded that the officers involved not only be fired, but charged with the murder of Mr. Floyd after a viral video surfaced showing an officer continuing to pin his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck long after it appeared that Mr. Floyd was unresponsive. The FBI has announced that they will be reviewing the incident. The Twin Cities brace for potential protests in the coming days as the bus stop located at the site of Mr. Floyd's death has turned into a makeshift memorial as people have come to pay their respects to the fallen father of two. Mr. Floyd's death is the latest in a series of deaths of unarmed African-Americans. On February 23rd of this year, 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery was fatally shot while jogging in a suburb of Glynn County, Georgia, by two supposed vigilante men who believed Arbery was responsible for a series of neighborhood break-ins. Three weeks later, on March 13th, Brianna Taylor, an unarmed bystander, was shot and killed by undercover Louisville Metro Police when they entered her home to execute a search warrant and her boyfriend opened fire, injuring one officer. And just this morning, in Tallahassee, Florida, Tony McDade, 
an African-American transgender man, was shot and killed when he was believed to be the suspect in a fatal stabbing. you guys were downtown protesting last night. Did you make it home okay? Yes, thank you for asking. Same. There were so many people out last night. We're going again tonight. You should come with us. Yes, come out with us. Oh, I I don't know about tonight. I don't feel so good. Uh-oh. Do you have corona? No. LOL. Nothing like that. I'm just tired. Okay, girl. I hope you feel better. Text us later. For sure. Feel better. XOXO. Hey, Celaya. Hey, Celaya. Hey, Celaya. Hey, Celaya, I'm going to your favorite store to pick up a few things. You want to come with me? No, thank you. Are you sure? We've all been cooped up in this house together for the last couple months. We can finally get outside for a little bit. It's such a beautiful day. Come on out and get some fresh air with me. I'm good here. Okay, suit yourself. I'll be back in a little bit. Dinner's at six tonight. We are live now at the Minneapolis Police Department 3rd Precinct on the third night of the citywide protest where the unbelievable has just occurred. Protesters have set the precinct on fire. We are told that the police cleared the precinct just after 10 p.m. That is when protesters forcibly entered the building and began igniting several fires from inside the building. This is the same precinct that the four officers who were fired after the death of George Floyd worked. Derek Chavon, Tao Thao, Thomas Lang, and J. Alexander Quang thus far have yet to be charged. What happened here tonight is the latest in a series of both peaceful protests and violent riots as more than 30 local stores and chains have already been damaged and looted by rioters. The Minneapolis mayor has issued a state of emergency and 500 National Guard troops have been deployed to the Twin Cities.
Hey, come here, young blood. What's your name? Austin. Austin, you see what's going on here? Yeah, we're out here protesting. That's right. And what are we protesting? Police brutality. That's right. The establishment is broken. And you know how to fix a broken establishment? How's that? By burning the old motherfucker down. You feel me, brother? Yeah, I feel you. That's right now. Hey, hey, yo, yo, yo. Wait, what are you trying to do? I was just telling this young brother here how to handle his business. By encouraging him to be violent and loot? This ain't none of your business. Trying to get the younger generation killed is all of our business. Man, fuck you. I'm tired of this shit. I understand. I understand. We won't stand up for another brother who gets killed on a daily basis. I understand. I understand. Hey, hey, come talk. Come here and talk to me. How old are you? I'm 45 years old. You 45 and I'm 31. You supposed to be the older generation. That's right. And we've been standing around as the older generation talking all this bullshit. Always fucking hoping that things will change. That someone will come and protect us. Ain't nobody coming to protect us, so we gotta start our own life. I understand, but let me tell you something right here. How old are you, young man? 16. He's 16? They gonna kill him. Yeah, well, what we gonna do? You tell me, but this ain't the way. They ready to let loose. The president say, if they loot, we shoot. Who you think they gonna shoot? I know it, but at this point, I'm ready to die for what's going on. Hey, hey, what's your name, my man? Austin. Austin, what you see right now is gonna happen again 10 years from now. And at 26, you'll be doing the same thing I'm doing. You understand that? Mm -hmm. 10 years, you'll be right here. So what I need you to do right now at 16 is come up with a better way. Cause how we're doing it right now, it ain't working. He angry at 45, I'm angry at 31, you angry at 16. You understand me? Yeah. Putting yourself in harm's way is not the way. You and your friends with all the power, y'all come up with a better way. Because we ain't doing it. I have a five-year-old son and nothing is happening. I marched four years ago and everyone around me did the same shit y'all are doing right now. The exact same shit, night after night. And ain't don't matter. Come up with something better and keep yourself safe. Have you seen Celia this morning? I think she's still in her room. Still in her room? She never sleeps this late. Welcome. The nation is still reeling one week after the death of George Floyd, an event that has sparked outrage and protest around the world. Stateside, 
Many peaceful protests turned violent over the weekend as our nation's police force struggles to contain the unrest on their city streets. Protesters have condemned the police response in many instances, claiming unnecessary force, including the use of tear gas and rubber bullets as a means to disperse crowds. Despite those forceful tactics, on a conference call with the nation's governors Monday afternoon, the president described the governor's responses as weak, saying that they must use more force to confront protesters in order to take back the streets and avoid looking foolish. In a statement that has outraged many, the president followed up those comments when he addressed the nation from the Rose Garden Monday evening. The president threatened that he would dispatch the U.S. military to end the unrest if mayors and governors failed to escalate law enforcement's presence, as many major U.S. cities have issued earlier curfews. Hey, did you make it home okay? I know y'all were out again last night protesting. Hello? Hey, uh, I made it home okay, but David got arrested. What? What happened? Nothing. Literally nothing. We were all protesting, peacefully, on our knees, across the field, from some police officers. David was politely talking to the cops from a distance, and they came and arrested him. We are better than that. We are all people. All of you are my family. I love each and every one of you. I cry at night because I feel pain. I feel the pain for everybody. We are all scared. Black, white, police. We are all living in fear. We have to stop living in fear. I am not your enemy. You are not my enemy. We have to share this space. I'm here with you. I am here for you. I love you. I respect you and I want to understand you. I want to see the best side of everyone. Then we can change our perspective of how we see everyone, how we treat everyone. When someone has a bad day, we say that they are a bad person. No, no, no. We need to stop judging people on their bad days because we all have them. How are you on your good days? Do you want to take a stand? Do you want to make a difference? If not, what are we doing? Come on, get and come with us. What? For what? No! Fuck you! Bullshit! He was speaking peacefully! First Amendment. No! up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. 
So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, every time that I played, I, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood, how can you win? This is not their stuff, it's our stuff. So they want us to destroy our stuff. Because I'm mad, I don't have any good advice. But what I can tell you is that if you sit in your homes tonight, instead of burning your home to the ground, you will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize, and organize and mobilize in an effective way. You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. What's his name? George Floyd! 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 George Floyd! George Floyd! George Floyd! Salaya, dinner's ready. Well, 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 look who decided to come out of her room and join her family. Very funny. So what have you been doing locked in your room all this time? There's no point in coming out of your room if there's no place to go. Now, I've asked you several times to go shopping with me. I don't want to catch anything. Baby, we brought you a mask. I know. Still. All right. Well, at least go ahead and eat with us. I'm not hungry. Not hungry? Baby, what is- Mama, turn the TV up. We are live outside the Hennepin County District Courthouse, where three more former Minneapolis police officers have officially been arraigned on charges of aiding and abetting a fourth officer in the alleged murder of George Floyd on Memorial Day. J. Alexander Quang, Thomas Lane, and Tal Thao were all charged Wednesday afternoon with aiding and abetting second-degree murder and aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. Their bail has been set at $1 million each. Also on Wednesday, prosecutors upgraded Derek Chavon's charge from third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter to a more serious count of second-degree murder. Chavon is the officer who used his knee to pin Mr. Floyd to the ground by his neck for nearly nine minutes. All of this comes as police departments across the country look for new ways to engage with their city's protesters in a nonviolent way. We want to be with y'all for real. So I took my helmet off, they laid their batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. These cops love you. I love you. So you all just tell us what you need us to do. All right, let's walk, let's walk. 
Celia, what's wrong? You can't keep staying in your room all the time. What's wrong with staying in my room? It's summertime. You should be out with your friends. I'm safe in my room. What do you mean, safe in your room? Safe from what? People trying to hurt me. Baby, who's trying to hurt you? Never mind. Never mind nothing. Tell me who's trying to hurt you. The police. That's why I stopped going out, because I'm too afraid. I have no idea if or when they're going to put their hands on me. I don't hate anybody. I'm just scared. I'm, I'm tired of getting up every morning and checking to make sure the people that I love are alive. I can't sleep. I don't want to eat. I'm terrified. Oh, baby, I'm terrified too. But you have to know that your family will always do everything we can to make sure that nothing happens to you. As long as you have us, you are safe. I know things are terrible right now, but we all love you and we'll protect you. You can't let fear run your life. You can't let it stop you from living. But I get so afraid sometimes. I feel like I can't breathe and that I'm going to die. Oh, back in the day we used to call it bad nerves, but it's called anxiety. You're just having an anxiety attack. I used to get them all the time. They won't kill you, but they are scary. Really? Yes, I used to get them when I was around your age. The same problems we're seeing now happen all the time when I was a little girl. The day you were born and the doctor told us we were getting a new, beautiful, healthy baby girl added to the family, I was happy as I could be. But I was just as terrified because I knew, I knew in that moment that all of the fear I had growing up was going to happen to you. All the injustice I faced growing up was going to happen to you. I knew in that moment the legacy you were going to inherit. It was the same legacy I inherited, and it will be the same one your children inherit. That's why we always made sure we had your back. That's why we did all we could to make sure you knew how much you were loved. Love conquers fear. It's hard to have peace of mind when you always feel under attack, but it doesn't have to be that way. How? How do we change that? It will be a struggle until this country, this world, figures out that none of us are free until all of us are free. That none of us are safe until all of us are safe. That's why we need everyone to learn about what's happening and has happened to our people in this country. We need everyone to call out racism when they see it. We need everyone to march to demand action and real change. We need to love each other. Say their name. Reverend George Lee. Emmett Till. Medgar Evers. Addie Mae Collins. Denise McNair. Carol Robertson. Cynthia Wesley. Malcolm X. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Fred Hampton. Arthur Miller Jr. Michael Stewart. Eleanor Bumpers. Edmund Perry. Michael Griffith. Say their name. Yvonne Smallwood Amadou Diallo Roger Owensby Timothy Thomas Oscar Grant Trayvon Martin Jordan Davis Eric Garner John Crawford III Michael Brown Jr. Say their name Ezel Ford Dante Parker Michelle Cousseau Laquan McDonald, Tanisha Anderson, Akai Gurley, 
Tamir Rice, Rumaine Brisbane, Jerome Reed, George Mann, Matthew Ajabade, Freddie Gray Jr., Frank Smart, Natasha McKenna, Tony Robinson, Anthony Hill, Maya Hall, Philip White, Eric Harris, Walter Scott, William Chapman II, Alexia Christian, Brendan Glenn, Victor Manuel LaRosa, say their name. Jonathan Sanders, Freddie Blue, Joseph Mann, Salvador Ellswood, Sandra Bland, Albert Joseph Davis, Darius Stewart, Billy Ray Davis, Samuel DeBose, Michael Savvy, Brian Keith Day, Christian Taylor, Troy Robinson, Ashams Pharaoh Manley, Felix Kumi, Keith Harrison McLeod, Junior Prosper, Lamontez Jones, Patterson Brown, Dominic Hutchinson, Anthony Ashford, Alonzo Smith, Tyree Crawford. Say their name. India Kager. Levante Biggs. Michael Lee Marshall. Jamar Clark. Richard Perkins. Nathaniel Harris Pickett, Benny Lee Tignor, Miguel Espinel, Michael Noel, Kevin Matthews, Betty Jones. Paul O'Neill, Quintonio Legrier, Keith Childress Jr. Janet Wilson, Randy Nelson, and Trone Scott. Wendell Celestine, David Joseph,
Kaylin Rockmore, Dijon Perkins, Christopher Davis, Marco Lau. Peter Gaines, Tori Robinson, Darius Robinson, say their name. Kevin Hicks, Mary Truxillo, Demarcus Seamer. Willie Tillman, Terrell Thomas, Savelle Smith. Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, Terrence Crutcher, Alteria Woods, Jordan Edwards, Aaron Bale, Ronell Foster. Stephen Clark. Antoine Rose II. Botham Jean. Pamela Turner. Dominique Clayton. Elijah McClain. Tatiana Jefferson. Christopher Whitfield. Say their names. Christopher McCorvey. Eric Reason. Michael Lorenzo Dean. Ahmad Arbery. Brianna Taylor. George Floyd. Tony McDade, Brayla Stone, Mercy Mack, Tatiana Hall, Drea McCarty, Shockey Peters, Bree Black. Dear young black mine, you are valued. 
You are enough. You are loved. We love you, and we hope that you realize everything that you are designed to be. Peace. Dr. Angela Neal Barnett is a professor of psychological sciences at Kent State University, where she directs research on anxiety disorders among African Americans. She is also the author of Soothe Your Nerves, a black woman's guide to understanding and overcoming anxiety, panic, and fear. We talked with Dr. Neal Barnett over the phone to discuss the topic of anxiety and mental health in the African-American community. What is anxiety? So anxiety is this uh, perception of threat. Uh, You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know where it's going to happen. You just know that something is going to happen. So it's a perception of a unknown threat. Do uh, do we know what causes anxiety? Sure. Uh, There are a number of things. Psychologists like big words. So uh, the causes of uh, uh, anxiety are, are biopsychosocial. So we know that there are uh, sections of the brain that make one more prone to anxiety. We know that you can learn to be anxious. We know that if you grow up with an anxious mother or father, your risk of becoming anxious is is higher. And we know that uh, you can have experiences that kind of make you learn how to be anxious. Can you elaborate on what the different types of anxiety are? Oh, absolutely, Tanner. Uh, so there are several types of anxiety. Social phobia or social anxiety is uh, anxiety that is ex- experienced in social situations or uh, anxiety that's associated with being evaluated. But the general question is, what must other people think? And with social phobia, what happens is people think, oh, the people are afraid of being negatively evaluated. And that's true. But they're also afraid of being positive. But you get people who experience social anxiety in terms of being positively evaluated. Hmm. So different, like, different situations are extremely difficult for somebody with social anxiety. Same social anxiety, Mm -hmm. things like parties or performances uh, can be extremely difficult or they can just refuse to do them. Generalized anxiety is characterized by worry. You worry about things that are, you worry uh, about things that are not, you worry about things that haven't been. And uh, I don't know if you remember the Charlie Brown cartoons and oh, yeah. the character uh, and the character Pigpen. Oh yeah. And Pigpen, you would see the waves of dirt coming off of him. Yeah. And oftentimes, with generalized anxiety, you can see, you can almost 
see the waves of anxiety, of worry coming off of the of of the of the person. Yeah. Uh, then we just then we have things like the generalized fears that uh, uh, generalized fears, which are called phobias. So mm-hmm. we have people who are afraid of cats, and people who are afraid of dogs, and people who are afraid of blood. Uh, those are heights are common uh, phobias. It's the difference between a fear and a phobia is that a phobia interferes with your life. It keeps you from doing things that you want uh, to do. And what's important to understand with all of these anxiety disorders is that when we avoid something, what actually is happening is something called agoraphobia. So I'm old enough to remember when agoraphobia, when we, they called us agoraphobia was fear of open spaces. Mm-hmm. That is not true. That's not true. Agoraphobia is the fear of being someplace and having a panic attack and not being able to get out or get help. So it's a feeling of unsafety. And panic attacks are, we see panic attacks throughout almost all, all uh, throughout all the anxiety disorders. Mm-hmm. And a panic, so there are three types of panic. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, unexpected, which is all of a sudden, for no reason at all, you just feel really, really anxious. And so you go from hot to cold, cold to hot. Your arm might start tingling. Your legs might feel feel numb. Your stomach might start churning. You feel as if you are going crazy. You feel as if you're going to die. Mm-hmm. The other type of panic attacks are you see the thing that you're afraid of and you panic. So somebody who has a dog phobia sees the dog and and they panic. And the third type, which we see, uh, which which we see, uh, particularly in African American population, mm-hmm. is called isolated sleep paralysis. And you'll hear people who were raised by people in the South, or people who were raised in the South, call that witch riding, or a hate yeah. was uh, a hate was riding me last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with, with that type of panic, what happens is all that, that just as you're falling asleep or just as you're waking up, uh, you feel as if you can't move. You start to see things that aren't really there, and then you have those panic symptoms. So those are the types of anxiety disorders that we have. Avoiding behavior is, is a hallmark of uh, anxiety. And again, with agoraphobia, what you get, uh, you know, uh, the people, first of all, uh, the space where they'll go, it, it might be large, mm-hmm. but as they go and, if it, and they begin to, and it's not that they begin to experience a panic attack, it's that they begin to experience symptoms that kind of look like a panic attack. Mm-hmm. So if I go jog, if I go jogging and all of a sudden I feel as if I can't breathe, which is a symptom of panic, um, you know, then I might think, oh my goodness, I, you know, I'm having a panic attack, and so I stop jogging. And so what happens is the space 
where they will venture out, become smaller and smaller. Finally, they may just end up on their front porch or their home or, or their or their homebound because of their fear of having a panic attack and not getting out or getting help. Or they'll only go places with someone they consider to be a safe person. This person will help me if this happens. When should someone seek treatment for their anxiety? When it is interfering with your life. When it is stopping you from achieving your dreams. That's when you should seek treatment. Why do you think that some people don't seek treatment for their anxiety? You know, even in this day and age, there's still a stigma right. associated with seeking help. And people think that, you know, if I seek help, if, I, if all this stuff is happening to me, uh, I must be crazy. I, I, I must be crazy. And if mm-hmm. I seek help, that'll just confirm I'm crazy. You are not crazy. You are not going to lose your mind up and here, up and here. You are simply anxious, and we know how to treat anxiety. What are some of the first steps uh, someone should take to get treatment for their anxiety? Okay, so they should ask for help, Mm -hmm. first of all, and they should call it what it is. It's anxiety. Uh, And if they don't know where to ask for help, there are organizations that can point them in the right direction. And particularly for African Americans, it's important that if you, many African Americans want a black therapist. And mm-hmm. black therapists do exist, but uh, our numbers are very small. So if you cannot get a black therapist, you want the organization to point you in the direction of a culturally competent therapist. The organizations that I recommend are the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, which is ADAA.org, ADAA.org, and then the Association of Black Psychologists, which is ABSci.org. So those are two places to begin. Your EAP, if if you're working your employee assistant program, therapy sessions are part of your EAP. And you can ask your HR person uh, to point you in the direction of a culturally competent therapist in the EAP. And for people who are having difficult or having financial difficulties, what I recommend is if you live in the city with a university or college, check to see if they have a training clinic. So Mm -hmm. many universities and colleges have departments that are training people to be therapists. So your therapist will be a graduate student, but that graduate student will be supervised by a licensed therapist or psychologist. What are some of the common treatments for anxiety? So exposure therapy is facing, is facing the fear, basically. You face it. And what happens is what you learn is that anxiety can only go so high and, and then it will come down. 
you'll see some people teaching mindfulness. But again, that's with exposure therapy. And then there are other forms of all exposure and mindfulness fall into the category of cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. Mm-hmm. And CBT is the gold standard for treating anxiety. What are some myths about anxiety that people believe to be true, but actually they're not? So one is that uh, you're crazy, and I, which I've already addressed, and you're mm-hmm. not. You're just anxious. Yeah. Uh, two, two is you don't need therapy. You just need a pill. Uh, and that's untrue. Medication takes the edge off of the anxiety. So it allows you to do therapy. But medication alone will not help you overcome your anxiety uh, disorder. It just, it just, it does, it does uh, not. Uh, For African Americans, particularly those who have been raised uh, with a spiritual foundation, raised in the church, uh, is that uh, that somehow. it's because you aren't praying enough or that, you know, that if you, that you don't need therapy, what you just need to do is get right with Jesus, Mm -hmm. uh, that you, you know, or that if you pray hard enough and long uh, and long enough, uh, that it will be, you will be healed. Forgetting the fact that psychologists, therapists, are trained healers and that you can be a person of faith and can also seek, seek therapy, treat, seek therapy. The two are not incompatible. And then for black women especially, these images of what black women should be and that we are to be strong black women and uh, having, a, having an anxiety disorder Seeking, um, seeking therapy is not what strong black women do. It is a sign of weakness. And to be weak and a black woman is basically an oxymoron. What other types of challenges do the African-American community face in seeking treatment for mental illnesses? Well, again, you know, that somehow it doesn't, it doesn't jive with what African-Americans are supposed to be. Uh, you know the disconnect for some for some religious organizations between faith and uh, and therapy. I, again, just not understand. You know, we don't. There's not a lot of mental health awareness, mental health campaigns that, are go, that go on mm-hmm. up in, in African-American communities. We are getting better, but we still have a long way to, to go. Uh, so uh, not knowing this, I mean, not knowing that you don't, one of the things I hear all the time is, uh, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I just thought this was the way it was supposed to be. But think about the fact that what we know from the research is that particularly black women experience anxiety for longer periods of time and that if you're black 
and female and have an anxiety disorder that these symptoms are more intense. Uh, so again, we're not educating people. We're not informing people about anxiety in our, in our communities. And therefore, they go years without being treated or without knowing that it has a name and that they can feel better. What do you feel specifically is the biggest adversary for people in the African-American community when, in terms of getting treatment for mental illness? It's lack of awareness and mm-hmm. the myths and misperceptions. Uh, mental illness is associated with being crazy. Right. And anxiety is a mental health issue. It is not, you are not crazy if you are anxious. There is no sin and there is no shame in being anxious. That's the sin and shame come when you know something is not right and you don't ask for help. And the final thing I'd like to say is that anxiety is treatable and you can reclaim your life. Heavy Head, Season 1, Episode 2, A Place in Which You Can Never Unwind, is written and produced by Tanner Hines, with additional dialogue written by Johnny Barmore, News Reporter 1, voiced by Hannah Youngholm, Mother, voiced by Johnny Barmore, Salai Davis, voiced by Luna Marlborough, News Reporter 2, voiced by Deuces, Father, voiced by Christopher Owens, Leslie, voiced by Bridget Denman. David and Austin, voiced by Austin Deller. Lamar, voiced by Tabari McCoy. Jackson, voiced by Phil Pointer. Arresting Officer, voiced by Tanner Hines. Police Chief, voiced by Kevin Meyer. Narration and art design by Evan Verrilli. Thank you to Dr. Angela Neal Barnett for taking the time to talk with us. You can buy her book, Soothe Your Nerves, The Black Woman's Guide to Understanding and Overcoming Anxiety, Panic, and Fear on Amazon or your favorite online bookstore. Audio of Terrence Floyd, courtesy of NBC News. You can donate to the George Floyd Memorial Foundation at www.georgefloydmemorialfoundation.org. Audio of Killer Mike, courtesy of WSB-TV2. Atlanta. You can listen to the new Run the Jewels 4 album on your favorite music platform today. Kimberly Jones, How Can You Win Audio, courtesy of David Jones Media Production. You can buy her book, I'm Not Dying With You Tonight, co-written with Gilly Siegel, and donate to her directly on her website, www.kimjoneswrites.com. Original music by Real Blue Heartache Kids. Their music is available online wherever you buy or listen to music. If you or a loved one is experiencing a psychiatric emergency and live in the United States, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 for free and confidential support 24-7-365. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the handle at HeavyHeadPod. So 
subscribe to our official YouTube channel, Heavy Head Podcast. You can email us at heavyheadpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy the show, please share us with a friend or relative. You can support the show by making a monthly monetary pledge when you join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heavyheadpodcast and get access to exclusive content. You can also support the show by making a one-time monetary donation to paypal.me slash tannerhines1. That's paypal.me slash t-a-n-n-e-r-h-i-n-d-s number one on paypal or at t-hines-1 that's at t-h-i-n-d-s dash the number one on venmo lastly merch is available at heavyhead.bigcartel.com thank you for listening we'll see you next month until then take care of yourself